Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Pick 6 Podcast. Will Brinson, Pete Prisco, Nick Costos on the line. Jason Lockenfora joining us soon. We're recording this at the start of Cowboys Raiders. Guys, how you doing? Good Sunday for you? Yo, fantastic Sunday. What a game. I'm still jazzed up from the ending of that Patriots-Steelers game, especially since I had the Patriots laying two and a half points. Big win for yours truly. Thank you very much to the refereeing crew. Yeah, I I thought it was a terrible call at the end of the game. By the way, I'm going to be honest about it. I, I it, look, the ball moved. It never it's moved terrible, out of his right. It never it's moved a terrible out of his rule. Right hand. It was a good call. No, it never rolled out of his right hand. I thought it was a good call. I really do. I'm not spun, saying that to be a troll. The ball spun in his hand. He never caught it. He, he, he caught it's it. The, it's the Des Bryant play. Like no. he didn't control it going he to the ground. He controlled it. Went down. The ball was underneath. His right hand was underneath. It spun. So yeah, it looked like he came loose. I thought the ball never lost contact from his right hand. I'm one if, to, believe me, I know the Des Bryant, I'm one to make sure you control it through the ground. He, he, he never lost contact with his right hand. If you go back and watch. Yeah, it. I mean, it, well, here's, here's, here's the exact, look, this is the rule from article, uh, rule eight, se- article three, section something. It sounds like, item, you're, it sounds item, like you're making this up. Are you making it up? Item, or no? no, 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 I'm re- reading it right out here. Item one. A player is considered to be going to the ground if he does not remain upright long enough to demonstrate that he is clearly a runner. That We understand James qualifies as not a runner in that Correct. situation. Correct. If a player goes to the ground in the act of catching a pass with or without contact by an opponent qualifies, he must maintain control of the ball until after his initial contact with the ground, whether in the field of play or in the end zone. Right. If he loses control of the ball and the ball touches the ground before he regains control, the pass is incomplete. Right. If he regains control prior to the ball touching the ground, the pass is complete. Now – I will go back and look at it in just a second, but but if, if that's the case, and he did indeed, the ball never touched the ground, then it should have been complete. Um, they looked at it for a long time. You know, on the broadcast, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, our colleagues at CBS Sports, are as good as it gets. But just like the rest of us, they were sort of wondering, like, what's taking so long in this replay? Just confirm. It's a touchdown. Like, his needs. And then all of a sudden, it hit I think it hit everybody all at once. It's like, oh, my God. He he's sort of bobbling the ball at the no, end. I mean, Did you guys I, I, notice it right away? As soon as I saw it, I mean, I, I, I said immediately, it's not going to be a touchdown. It. He never bobbled it. It rolled. He, he spun, went to the ground, and, and the, the ball, ball hit the ground, no, the and it moved. Was, it was right not hand, a catch. Correct. Wrong. He went to the ground. His right hand was underneath it. The ball spins toward him, so it looks like it's coming loose, and it never came loose. It, it, it was not a catch. And no, I'm not saying catch. that as a troll or as someone that bet on the Patriots. Uh, I'm, I'm just being it, honest. I thought it was not a catch. I'm saying it as somebody who watched it and has seen it a couple different times. He never lost it. I sat there next to you. Make like you nah, saw something look, I didn't see. I'm, look, I'm gonna tell you that ball hit that ball hit the ground, and it's not. He doesn't have possession, and the ball is touching the ground. I mean, it it, it meets the qualifications. Now, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Like, I mean, it's out of his hands. Like he's, of his, his left hand is not looked, touching like the ball. Right, his right hand is underneath the ball, and it's just spinning. It never moves. It it spins. Right. It hits the ground and it spins, and he's he's. It, I can see why they ruled it that way. I can see why they made the ruling. I think the rule is stupid. Like what that, he did, that we agree on, yes. But by the rule, he, it was correct. Right. He took a knee with the caught ball. He's not a runner. He turned. To me, after he catches the ball and he turns and he gets it over the goal line, that's a touchdown. End of story. What are we doing here? And the rule is no, dumb in that sense, but it's, it doesn't ground. matter in this You case. know the rule. But, and how about the fact that, like, and I don't think it's hyperbole to say this, and I'm sure you guys agree, that call could end up deciding which team wins the Super Bowl this year. It's not hyperbole at all. I mean, that call is probably going to decide who loses to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. That, and that might not be hyperbole, <laughs> what you just said. That might not be out of the out of the realm of possibility. Hot take or just right, Pete. Oh, that's a hot is, take. Is that is that hot? Wait, ready? Hot take or just right? That will prove right. to be no hot take or just right to this. That will prove to be the biggest call since the Tuck Rule. No, nah, it's uh, Dez's call. Yeah. Dez's call created all yeah. of this. No, but I don't think that the Cowboy. Well, yeah. if, if the Packers had beaten the Seahawks, I think the Packers would have killed the Patriots right. in the Super Bowl that right. year. So maybe you could say that. Right. Yeah, I guess that one too. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It don't, don't, it's, it's not that far fetched, right? 
Yeah, I mean, but, no. I, yeah, but I think the different. I mean, like for me, the rule itself, while while, I mean, the the call itself, while I don't, I was surprised by it. I was pleased by it from a Pat, Patriots minus two and a half perspective. How great is that, by the way? That's what, a, what, what a freaking win! Hey, well, let's not sleep on the fact that Mike Tomlin allowed. Look, there's some other stuff that goes into this. Mike Tomlin allowed Rob Gronkowski to be put in single coverage on a two point conversion when he was lined up on the on the outside. The entire game, a, it was well, he, crazy. He was killing him in single. He blit, the one play in the middle of that field. In the middle of the field, he blitzed and left him in single coverage. I don't yeah. know how you do that. It's just bad defense. But, but, but we're, we're, by the way, we're burying the entire lead. What about the end of the game after the play was called back and they threw the, the ball to the sideline, got tackled and bounced. They rushed, they, they could have, why were they rushing and what were they doing? Yeah. Why didn't they run a normal play? Roethlisberger had a brain fart, right? He did. Well, he, no, Ben said after the game, this is what he said. He said he was planning on spiking it. Cause what you do is you go up there and you either run the play or you just spike it and then you run a play after that. Um, he was, he said he got a, he was told from the sidelines not to spike it and to run the play. But why didn't uh, he let the play clock go down so, so, Low and then panicked and tried to throw a slant inside. It was a, it was just bad. It was a bad end. Throw of the it game. away. You throw right. it away. Throw it into if, the if crowd. The, if the fade's not well, there. Well, I mean, I, you, we we all watched it. Didn't it feel to you guys like Ben in that moment was almost like holy bleep? Like, I, what do I do right now? Yeah, yeah. Or at first, I was like, oh my god, he just pulled a Marino yeah. and they're about to win this game. But then it was so slow developing after the fake spike. And Tony Romo pointed this out on the broadcast. You can't run the slant in that position because there's too many bodies there. You know, the Patriots are disorganized, so you can't, you can't run the slant. There's too much action across the middle. You've got to get it on the outside or run the fade. But, but he, and, he couldn't, it's almost like he couldn't really run the fake spike because he allowed the clock to go down so much. If he yeah, spikes it there, yeah. you're done. Yeah. I mean, that was, it, it was, was a dumb, it was a dumb, it was bad. As usual in the National Football League was bad clock management. Terrible. It's, but you know what? It's ama- isn't it amazing how, I was having this conversation on Saturday night in the wake of my Chargers being destroyed. Um, how many coaches are good at clock management? None. There's you know, not we, any coach who's good at clock management. Like Belichick's no, okay was, sometimes, but he makes some one. major mistakes. There was one, and it was Tom Coughlin. Yeah, he made his fair shot. Believe me, I've been around not, him. Not with the Giants. Yeah, he did. He made some too. There's been plenty. He of, was he was the best with the Giants, he, the best. Because I taught him when he was in Jacksonville. You taught Tom Coughlin <laughs> how to manage the clock. Uh, like I said at the top right. of the show, we're going to get That's to right. Jason Lockenfora with some quarterback talk uh, in a minute. We had to flip the order of the, the show, the the segments. We we've been recording with Jason earlier. I've been recording with Jason earlier. Um, we had to just you know, you know peeling back the the onion a little bit here for for people. But we recorded earlier. But then we had some breaking news, and the Steelers and Patriots game happened, so we we couldn't we couldn't bury that lead um, in this particular case. It's a little housekeeping. You can subscribe on iTunes, do whatever you know, leave a review, five star. We'd love that. Um, and you can follow at Pick Six Pod on Twitter. Some breaking news came out right after these games ended. Jerry Richardson said he is going to put the Carolina Panthers up for sale following the 2017 season. He didn't mention it in the announcement, but uh, pretty obviously involving the yeah. Panthers investigation into Richardson's workplace misconduct, which was then turned over, taken over by the NFL on Sunday morning. And then shortly thereafter, the, this, this story drops in Sports Illustrated with a number of uh, gross and you know unacceptable allegations uh, are you surprised that this happened this quickly, Pete? Well, I mean, nobody knew about the allegations. Once the allegations happened, look, he's an old man. He's going to sell the team. And don't forget, this is a guy who had who had kids and working in the organization, Mark Richardson, who I knew very well during the entire expansion process. Fired him. And he got rid of him. He fired them all. Yeah, they're gone. Fired his sons. He's so, cold. So, you know, look, there's always been in infighting in that organization. It's not surprising to me. Um, well, how old is Jerry Richardson? 80 something? He's, he's 88 yeah. or 89. Yeah, I, he, I mean, look, he had a heart surgery a couple of years ago. What, whatever, what he's done, that's an aside because that's awful. What he's done, terrible. You can't be doing uh, that. Allegedly done. Yeah, allegedly done. But 81, it, sorry. Yeah, what he's done is, but. He just gave him, a, give him a decade. I didn't call him 88. You said he was 88. I didn't say anything. Somebody said he was 88. I said he was 88. Yeah, sorry. you did then. You gave him a decade. He's in his 80s. He had a heart surgery eight years the, ago. The he might as well be 88. Same look, difference. Selling a team is the right thing to do. It's the time. I mean, here, here's the other thing. When somebody does inherit that team, we've seen that over the years. If there's not a great 
plan in place, it kills the family. I mean, it, it just remember the Robbies had no plan in place when they when they uh, when Joe. So it's happening. Was, it's happening with the Titans now. Yeah, it's a bad with situation. Bob Adams, yeah, and, I mean, look here's here's the other thing too. I mean, yeah, I live in North Carolina. I follow the organization pretty closely. Um, Jerry Richardson is um, built a dude built a statue of himself outside the stadium, right? Like he like he he, he means a lot to football in professional football in the state of North Carolina. Um, he's been the only owner since the team started playing in 95 franchise was awarded in 93. Pete, like you said, you, you were covering the Jaguars during that whole process. Um, I, you know, I, I do think that this is something that the investigation by the NFL and by the, and by the Panthers, whoever ends up doing it would potentially take, it might add that decade onto his life to have to go through that given his health. It, to me, it's the, I mean, whatever he's done is terrible, but I mean, like, it is the best thing to do to try and find a, a situation that the Panthers can get new ownership. I he would ain't going bet. anywhere, right? What's that? Team no. ain't going anywhere. That no. team's staying in the Carolinas. No, no, no. Richardson is going to, he's going to put a clause in, this is all, everything I've ever heard, is he's going to put a clause in there that, in the sale that requires them to stay. Uh, Marcus Smith, I think it is, is the guy, um, who owns the NASCAR, and he's often been, rumored as the guy who Marcus yeah is the guy who might potentially buy him not really a, a new guard type of um type of dude uh actually Bruton Smith is the guy Marcus Smith is the is his son but they they own Charlotte Motor Speedway and all that stuff yeah, do in they the have area. that kind of, that's do they have that kind of money though yeah they do they do yeah see so you own Charlotte Motor Speedway probably no nah, that, yeah. that you're talking about this one's going to be uh, what over a billion dollars probably or yeah. maybe over two yeah so i don't i mean I mean, this isn't, is look, there a bank? There's got to be some banking, far, some banking this, leader or somebody up there that has that kind of money. This isn't that far removed from the Clippers situation. No. You know, with Donald Sterling. It's I mean, a, it's it's similar. Yeah. There, I mean, there's yeah. there's no smoking gun yet. There's no no ex wife. Like, there's, no, there's, no, there's no audio tape like there was. And there's no ex wife in the middle of the whole thing. Not like yet. Was. I mean, I mean, who the hell yeah. knows what's gonna happen? But but yeah. But um, they, they're good. The Panthers, man. Not to segue away from that, but I mean, I guess I just did. Um. Before we talk Panthers, though, um, we didn't talk Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's huge. Um, but they're going to get the, they're they're going to end up in the two seed no matter what. I mean, they play the Texans and and Cleveland. In the next yeah, but his season might be over. They don't know no. if he's coming back. Well, no, 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 they pretty no, no, much are saying he's going to be, be back, back for the playoffs. playoffs. Well, yeah, but you know what? He's not going to be back for your Me, playoffs. Yeah, I'm 14 and 0 in my home league, and I lose Antonio Brown. I'm not going to go undefeated now. Hey, I lost plenty of guys this year. Quick griping. Man, I, I hope that it's, it's I hope it's that a game of Antonio Brown can can survive for him. <laughs> like, right? Like, it's a game of attrition. It's all about my fantasy. Team. It's all he cares about. Oh, no, but, but now oh, you know my oh, players guys, say fantasy. Guys, guys, we just got some more breaking news in on the NFL front. This will be sarcastic. I'm in the lead of the Super Contest. Hey, how did that happen? Well, well, what? Well, well, are maybe, maybe, me? maybe for 24 hours, Will, because if the Bucks cover tomorrow, then you and I, sir, are tied. Pete, uh, Pete has Oakland tonight. He's at 35 and a half. I'm looking at the Super Contest standings. I am at 37. Thanks to a yeah, little, if Oakland wins, if Oakland to wins today, Jimmy you'll be a half. A push there. If Oakland wins today, you'll be a half game ahead of me. And if Oakland if Tampa if wins, wins, Nick will be tied. We'll be all within a half. half game if Tampa yeah. covers and Oakland covers. And me and Will will be in first, and you'll be a half game behind right. us. And if That's Tampa right. loses, will be he'll be in first place by half. I'll be in second, and you'll be in last place. So, 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 Brinson's so <laughs> rooting for the Falcons and the Cowboys. No kidding. Well, now he cares yeah, about the contest. Yeah. Well, we still got one game as an asterisk. We're going to hang that over the head. Oh, oh, and oh, by the way, like we're extending this through the playoffs. Oh, and oh, by the way, how many picks did you change this week, Brinson? Uh, I changed the Lions. I shouldn't have done that. I changed the Lions to the Rams, but I announced that. Well, you well I, and, and, I, and I changed the pick to the Bears. Oh, no. What did you change? What were you going to have besides been, the Bears? It would, it would have been a loser. Eagles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. At least. Yeah. I will say the freaking Bears should have covered, though. By the way, how, I mean, I know that this is on Saturday, but yeah. How about your still... Chargers, by the way? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I told you, good the performance from your guy, like, from I your guy, that fraud, Philip Rivers. Gone with the, the the Lions instead of the Chargers. Like I didn't like the Chargers. I just was, I was following my feelings. Yeah, and following that big my heart. game fraud, Philip Rivers. That fraud, Philip Rivers, who folds in the big spot all the time. He's no Later. Eli Manning, and he never will be. That's don't. I, Thank God I had enough whiskey to make me not actually respond to any any of your actual tweets in the way I wanted to. Um, yeah, he was obnoxious the other day. Who's better, Eli or Rivers for their career? Rivers, well, Eli, Rivers, Eli has two rings. Of course he's better. Thank you. 
Their numbers. I mean, is it in, in terms of individual accomplishments? Who, who would you rather have as your quarterback, no, Eli Manning or Philip You know Rivers? what? You're wrong Rivers. about that, Brinson. You look at the individual accomplishments. They're a lot. They're they're similar. Well, if yeah, you if are, you needed one of those two them. quarterbacks to lead you down the field, down by four at the end of a game, two minutes to play, who would it be, Eli or Rivers? Rivers. Well, <laughs> well, you know what? History says it's Eli. It's asinine. At least, at least, at least Bobby is smiling as I see him on Skype as he says it because you know he's full of crap. <laughs> you guys can see me. Because <laughs> you know he's full because of you it. you know what, River, it, it, Eli's done it twice. <laughs> oh, God, he made two throws. All right. Anyway, um, he's, isn't he still yeah, the look, only look, quarterback? The, the Chargers to folded the like dogs. The good news for them is the Super Bowl? Jimmy Garoppolo, the first don't get, San don't Francisco get 49ers quarterback. Since Jeff Garcia had 2,000 to throw for back-to-back 300-yard passing games, undefeated as a starter, three straight wins for the 49ers, takes them down the field and sets up a Robbie Gold kick to give them a two-point win, a push for yours truly in the Super Contest. And I will take well. that. And me. And y- y- yours truly and Nick's truly. Um, and they win the game. And if the Titans had, I lose hoped, out, I would the Titans get the Rams and the, the Jaguars won. to finish, then the Chargers can win out and get into the playoffs um, they need the, the Ravens to win out and the Titans to lose out. It's actually a pretty viable scenario. So and then, the, and then what? Then we then we would get what? Chargers, Jaguars in the first round potentially in Jacksonville. Well, unless Jacksonville gets the two seed, um, but yeah, then it would be Chargers, Jaguars, and Ravens. Chiefs. Who am I missing? Chiefs. 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 Yeah. Hmm. That's not. That would be a tough I, first game for Jacksonville. I, I yeah, I would not want. Yeah. I see. I see, I I want the Jaguars to go because Rivers has owned Jacksonville over the well, years. Well, I mean, well, when, well Austin Eckler so we can't fumble at the end of the game. No, no, the, the, the Jaguars won that game. The Jaguars won because they fumbled. Eckler fumbled at the end. That was that That's wild I said. finish. I said, I said, yeah, but Jaguars, that Jacksonville team didn't have Blake Bortles playing like he's playing the last. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. No, this is very important, Will. This is very important. Pete, I want you to say for Will what you said earlier today on Fantasy Football Today as it regards Blake Bortles. Nobody is playing better quarterback right now in the NFL than Blake Bortles for the last three weeks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Look at Eric, his look at Eric, his numbers. Cliff down last, and save it. Look at his numbers. Because Blake Bortles throws five picks in a playoff game, we're going to be playing that back. No, go ahead, play it back all you want. In the last three weeks, nobody has been playing better quarterback than Blake Bortles. Uh, there's a guy named Jimmy Garoppolo that you might have heard of. It, you look, compare his numbers to his. Yeah, all I know is I watch them both play, and Garoppolo's better. Yeah. But but I, look, I will say, Pete, he's not playing. You've got, a, you've got an argument to be made. I mean, Blake Bortles in December completing seventy-one percent of his passes, I believe, for and he's averaging like nine yards per attempt. Right, he's, he's seven touchdowns, than zero interceptions. He's playing great football. Right. He's the lead of my playoff everybody. piece that I wrote earlier tonight was that Bortles is playing well enough at this stage in the game that he's not a lie. He's not. Not only is he not a liability, it dramatically changes with the, the ceiling for the Jaguars and. That's They're big. stealing a Super I mean, Bowl team, right, at this point? Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can't say of course because it's always been like the yeah, but is, yeah, they're a playoff team, but they can't beat New but England. But here's, well, here's, here's, here's my litmus test. A month ago, I was thrilled at the idea of getting to bet against Blake Bortles in a home game in the playoffs. And now I now I don't really want to have to face that option. I mean, you're going to have to deal with it anyway, but like – if if Bortles gets the Bills, are you going to bet on the Bills? No. no, you'd rather go. You'd rather go play the Jet. You'd rather go play the Chiefs in the playoffs than the Jaguars in the playoffs. Oh yeah, without question. I mean, the Jaguars' defense is the best in the league. Bortles is playing well, and if they can get, if they can keep Fournette healthy, they have a dangerous run game. I mean, Here, the Jaguars the are a good team. Here's Doug- the thing about the way Bortles is playing: whenever receivers who aren't great players start making plays, that's on the quarterback. Yeah, aka Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he's another one, but. <laughs> Mickens? I mean, think about that. Is, was that, is that Ray Mickens, the former safety? No, it's Jadon Mickens. Who is Jadon Mickens? They picked him up off the scrap heap. He's a, he's a return man. Oh, no, but like playing. Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. I mean, look, those yeah. guys are making plays. Now, we gotta keep an eye on what's happened to Marquis Lee because he's out for a while. He might be out for a while too. Do we need to give Doug Marone a ton of credit? Yes. He deserves, hey look, I'll be the first one to sit here and say, I thought Doug Marone was going to be a disaster, okay? Yeah. Doug Marone has done a hell- Doug Marone should be in the conversation for coach of the year. Of course, I mean, we'll have to split gonna, it, we'll have to yeah. split it with Tom Coughlin, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, I mean, Sean McVay is going to win it and rightfully so. We'll get to that game in a second, but you're right. Look, Doug Marone has done a heck of a job. Why rightfully so? I said rightfully so. Well, why rightfully so? What was the Rams record last year? They were terrible. What, what, what and- were the Jaguars record? Jaguars were th- what? Three and 13 and the Rams were what? 
Right, their their team their seasons are the same now. You, it's fair. Right, so it's not just rightfully so. Whoever wins out. Well, think well I that, think that McVay's doing it with less talents. Yeah. Would you take Goff or Bortles? I would take Goff, but who, but, but the Jaguars' defense is much better than the Rams' defense. Who like, the Rams have the Goff best player, but the Jaguars have the better defense. As a whole, probably, yeah, I would give you that. Who but, would you take, Goff or Bortles, Pete? Goff. Who would you take, Gurley or Fournette? Gurley. Gurley. Receivers? You take the Rams. The Rams. Receivers. Right. Offensive I mean, the, Jag- I mean, the Jaguars defense is what's winning. The Jaguars defense right, is but Rams, you said they have more talent though. Rams, offensive line. Yeah, but the Jaguars also play in the trash bag AFC South. Correct. And the Rams are in, are in the tougher conference and the tougher division. Really? The 49ers and the Cardinals are so dominant over there, aren't they? The Niners are they're good. Better, they're better than the Titans and the Texans. Now they are, at least. <laughs> One of the last second field goal against the, 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 the Two of the worst teams in football are in the AFC South. True. The Colts are really bad. The yeah. Texans and the stay. Texans are awful. Right. Yeah. Right, I, I so think it should be McVay. Who? Be. What is the well, Jaguars? Well, no, you know who it should be? It should be Mike Zimmer. I think you can make a case for that, too. Yeah. Backup quarterback? Um, what is the, can the Jaguars beat the Steelers or the Patriots in the playoffs? Yes. Yes. We've been saying they've that already, for, for They already though. beat the Steelers. They beat the daylights out of the Steelers when they went to Pittsburgh early in the year. Yes, they can beat them. And you know, there's the myth about the Patriots that you can't go and beat them. Good defensive teams have gone there and beaten them. The Ravens beat him. I think the Rams could get to the Super Bowl. And there's always been a yeah, but for me associated with the Rams, which is I, McVay might screw it up. He might get too cute. Goff, no experience in the big games. That was that was incredible what the Rams pulled today. It's the team that gets hot that's going to the Super Bowl. There's going to be a team in each conference that gets hot. It might be the teams right. you think. But look, if you were going to reset, if you were going to if you were going to reset your Super Bowl pick, who would you go with right now? You're allowed to go any which direction. Well, New England would be the one, and then who would be in, in the other way? Boy, the yeah, other who's, one's, who's the other the one's wide open. I wouldn't pick the Eagles. I'm not picking Nick Foles ever. Um, I'd probably pick the Vikings in the NFC. How about you, Nick? They're going to be home. I know what you're going to say, Will, and I'm trying to come up with a way to dispute it before I even give my own answer. He's going to pick Carolina. Of course he is. But I don't know oh, that well, I hadn't even thought I But I don't even I don't even know was, that yeah. he's Panthers wrong. Panthers and Chargers. The Panthers and Chargers. I don't even know that he's wrong though about Carolina. Carolina can win any of these teams in the NFC can go. No, but like that Saints game today against the Jets, like I want to take the Saints, but that was so trash today that I they couldn't put the, the Bryce Petty led Jets away. If Atlanta yeah. was out, they they could be the team. Atlanta sucks. I'm I'm, no. I'm done listening to the to the Falcons crap. No. I'm done. They're gonna win tomorrow night. I don't know pick. that they're gonna win tomorrow night. They'll win tomorrow if they don't win tomorrow night, then they deserve to be done. Then they, they play they, the they Saints. Stink, Pete. They play the Saints who they beat the other and night. And the Saints are gonna blow their doors really? off. Like they be, did the other night. And it's gonna be awesome. And then they play the Panthers at home. The only reason the Saints lost that game is because Kamara only was there for five snaps. They yeah. win with Kamara. I'm a little bit worried about Falcons. the Saints' offensive line, too, because they're taking some injuries. Larry Warford went down today, and you could tell that the running game stalled a little bit until, uh, by the way, the, the old teaser, the old teaser covered on that late Mark Ingram uh, touchdown run, that three-team Jaguars, Vikings, Saints teaser I was talking about. I told you guys about that, right? Yes. Did I mention that? Did you? Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't going to cover until Ingram takes off in well, that garbage you time because you had the rotten one last week with New England. <laughs> that you gave yeah, yeah that one died. That one died on the operating he table. He always forgets the bad ones. He always forgets <laughs> That one went bad. That was rotten. What was that? The Patriots tease? That was the Hey, look, in the NFC, Carolina can win it. New Orleans can win. Is that a sound Minnesota drop of me or is that your invitation? That, that was, was my invitation. invitation. Oh, okay. Minnesota can win it. The Rams yeah. can win it. The Eagles, mm, they could. Their defense was atrocious today. Yes. That's a red flag. And whoever and the other, whoever gets in as the last wild card could be dangerous. So yeah, they can. Look, the Falcons can't win this. Who's going to win? Who's going to be the last wild card? That's the million dollar question. Who will it be? Probably Atlanta. No, they got to win out. The, well, they got to win two or three to get in. How about the cow? The Cowboys are up. Cowboys. Cowboys are up three nothing right now in the Raiders with five minutes to go in the first quarter. Cowboys win this game. They go to eight and six. They get the Seahawks next week. They get nine, nine and six. And then who? Do they and they get? get Zeke Elliott back. And who do they get the final week at Philly? It's, at, it's against the Eagles. And that game might matter for the Eagles. The Eagles might need might need to win that game right. for home field, right, or a bye. Yeah. No, the Eagles clinched a bye today. What's their record? The Eagles are lo- the Eagles clinched. The Eagles are locked into. Oh, because they beat the Rams. They beat the Rams. That's right. Yeah, um, the Vikings can still catch them for that home field home advantage, field, and I yeah. think that's. I think for Philly, that's huge. I mean, the Vikings have had one of the biggest home field advantages so far. For for me, the huge, the biggest deal for Philly 
is clinching that bye because it means you're, you know, you're gonna, look, you gotta beat two teams regardless. But, and it's, they're not gonna be easy games, but their defense is good enough and their running game well, is strong. What's good today? Enough. They well, got 450 they, yards know, pass in the good. Eli and a crappy offense. We know the Eagles' defense is good. I mean, uh, you don't well, think it, well, well, we thought that. Well, I mean, to be fair, I side with you more than Pete on this because I think, like, the body of work is there. But this was a disconcerting effort from the Eagles. Defense. Two weeks in a row because the Rams went up and down the field on them. Yeah, but that's the Rams, there, though. You, that is it, is it outweighed by the fact that Nick Foles looked good? But I'm not surprised that Nick Foles looked good in this game, though. No, because you thought the Giants were going to be so bad that he would look good. And I was right. If, where would you rather? What would you rather do? Would you rather, if you're a team, you would you rather go to Minnesota Philly. and play the Vikings? Philly. Philly. You'd rather, you'd rather go, to go to Philly. Of course you would. Yeah, no doubt. Case Keenum looked good again for the Vikings. I mean, they humiliated the Bengals. Humiliated. Bengals quit. Can, the can, Bengals. Can, 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 can they sit Andy Dalton down for the rest of the season and let? Yeah, in a few minutes, away. Jason Lockenford and I are going to talk extensively about that. But yeah, I mean, like they need to do it. By like the way, by the way, um, the Bengals quit after the Monday night loss to the Steelers. They packed their bags and went home. They're done. They're on an island somewhere. Yeah. yeah. They're on, and it ain't, it ain't in a good island. It's some tropical island where they're not going to get off because some of those guys aren't coming back. I mean, it's a team that's in disarray, but we'll talk, I'll let you guys talk more about that later. But the Vikings, you'd rather play the Vikings, I mean, the Eagles at Philly than the Vikings at home. No doubt about it. So let's yeah. play the playoffs out in the AFC, in the NFC right now. Say the Vikings get the one seed, the Eagles are the two seed. The three seed would be Saints. Saints. The four Either the Saints, Saints or, or the, the Panthers. Or the, Saint, the, Saint, or the Saints or Panthers. Oh, so let's, so let's say that it's Saints and Rams. The Saints beat the Rams. No, the Rams, Rams beat, beat the Saints. The Saints. So the Rams right. would be the three. And the Saints would be the four. So let's say it's Rams-Cowboys as the three-six. Let's say Dallas gets in as the six seed. And the then Panthers is four-five. Panthers-Saints. Right. Panthers-Rams, four-five. Panthers-Rams. No, the Rams would be the three seed because the oh, Rams right. beat they the Saints. that's right. They beat them. So – yeah, so Panthers Saints four five. All right, I would take the Rams to beat the Cowboys, and then that would they, lock in because they blew them out already. And, and, the, and, and then that would lock in uh, a second round, a divisional round Rams Eagles if the Eagles are the two seed, and then it's Panthers Saints winner would travel to Minnesota. Right. How often does a team beat another NFL team three times this season? Because the Saints have swept the Panthers already this year. I'm trying to think of like the recent instances. It where doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't happen a lot. The last one that really comes to mind, and I'm sure it's happened since then, is 2007 when the Cowboys swept the Giants and the Giants beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. I'm sure it's happened since then, and I'm trying to rack my brain around Did it right the now. Ravens and Steelers, was there a three? I think in 2000, the the first steal, the one when Palomalo picked off Flacco for a pick six, I, I think the Steelers won all three, all three times I think that so year. Too. But – so yeah, so that'll be the the that's how they would play out. Uh, that would be an interesting playoffs. There's no dominant team in the NFC. They're all pretty good. There's no dominant team. And by the way, the the situation for the Panthers that they need in that division is uh beat the Bucks next week, obviously, and then Falcons beat the Saints. And then Panthers beat the Falcons in week 17 and that's in that instance, fun, the Panthers would be the 3 seed. But then there's also the scenario where Everything plays out like that. The Falcons beat the Saints, but then the Falcons beat the Panthers in Week 17. Falcons win the division. Carolina's the sixth seed. New Orleans is the fifth seed, which would be a New Orleans-Atlanta matchup in Carolina-LA. Uh, Who does New Orleans have they close with? Tampa? At Tampa. Yeah. At Tampa, which is a game so they all play, play each other in the next three weeks then. Yes, the that, is correct. The week that is correct. The Week 17 slate actually isn't that fun. Well, the Falcons, the Falcons, Panthers could be really Falcons, good. Panthers, I think, and Jaguars, Titans will probably not mean not, anything. Might not mean anything. Yeah. But do they? Really that great. Do they? There's no Sunday night football, right? Um, no, there's no Monday night football. Week 17, whatever the play game with playoff scenarios is, gets flexed to Sunday night football. There is a Sunday night game on week 17. Yes, that's but, but New they, Year's Eve, though. Yeah, I don't think it is being flexed. A hundred percent, they're going to play. No, because the champ, there's, aren't the playoff games? I don't think. Night? I don't think they are. No, the playoffs aren't on New Year's Eve this year. Oh, they aren't. So, no, they're on but New I don't Year's think they day. flex. Remember, they always talked about not flexing because it's a disadvantage to the teams that have to play. No, they do it every year. Not, I, but I don't, I don't think on a holiday they do but it. Why, why not? What, what was last year? Was Sun, NFL Sunday was Christmas, right? Or Christmas Eve? I don't think they do it on New Year's Eve. No, yeah, last year on Christmas Eve. No, last year was Week 16 on Christmas. No, Eve. Oh, yeah, but, so, but then because remember, remember Mariota and um. Then yeah, Derek Carr got hurt. Then it was and then the Christmas Titans game. missed the playoffs because they lost the next no, but, week. No, but, no, but, the, but the next – but week 17, NFL Sunday, was Packers-Lions flexed the NFC North title game. 
But it wasn't on New Year's Eve. It right? wasn't on New Year's Eve. That's the thing. So you don't think there's going to be a Sunday night game on Week 17? I don't think so. That's ridiculous. I don't think it's so. It's not one on the schedule at all. Even well, for it's not on the schedule because it doesn't exist no, yet. No, even on the, t- on the schedule to be determined. doesn't say. It doesn't say anything. Yeah, usually there's like a TVD yeah. or a note. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm um, trying to find this. Because that would suck. Because I love that game. Yeah, it's a fun. I mean, it's a you know, yeah, it's a fun game, but I'm okay. I mean, go oh, enjoy your personal, New Year's Eve. I mean, aren't you guys fi- fine with no no night game on New Year's yes, Eve? Yes, by the way, it is. No, I, w- I want to watch football. And by the way, there there w- it will be. You'd be you'd be you'd be, you'd be working. What's it say, Nick? No, I wouldn't be working. I'm out that, of here. Does it say they're flexible? It doesn't say that there's not. So I'm guessing that it is. I don't think there is. If, if if there's a game on New Year's Eve, like a win and in game, I'm watching the game. I gotta work on Monday anyway. I don't care. I don't need to go out and get bombed. Not on New, New Year's Eve. Day. You won't be working. Of course, I'm gonna be working. It's the college football playoff. I bet. Now I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe they will flex something. Of course, they're gonna flex it. A New Year's. That's a weird though, because the game will end on like like right at New Year's Eve. Who cares? I don't think they're flexing. Well, you two are out. You see, I'm I'm not, so I don't really care. I mean, there's a there's an SI article I don't here before the season. Just a, I just googled it, and it was like I'm at the I mean, same article. I just read it. Okay, yeah, it seems to indicate that there's going to be a um a, a game that'll be flexed. That's all right. Well, guess we'll get a week 17 game. So excited for that! I was thinking there wasn't a night game. Oh well. Did you guys talk, um, did you guys talk Rogers with JLC? No, not really. So let's talk Panthers Packers because you can make the case that the Packers brought Aaron Rodgers back too soon. Mm. He was rusty, though, Pete. He was rusty. I mean, he hit his head on the on the turf there at one point. It looked like he got his no, but he missed a couple throws that like yeah. the, the one. Well, the he one had a throw that in the middle of the field that yeah. he had needed to loft that over the top of him. It would have been a touchdown. But yeah, he was rusty. Do you play him the rest of the season now? I, Don't they still it, have a mathematical chance? Yeah, they do. Yeah, if you can get in, I think you have to do it. Um, it you know, did you see that Twitter conversation I tweeted out of this guy to like tell me he thought the NFL was fixed? I did. I thought it was pretty funny. What's <laughs> a lunatic? Um, what's up with the butt catch? I don't. I don't. Look on the Aaron Rodgers thing. He threw three picks. The Panthers defense looked fantastic. Um, it, it clearly needed another week to sort of get ready. And you almost wonder, did they did they make a mistake by putting him on IR? Did, did they bring him back too early? I don't think Brett Hundley wins the game, so I guess it's kind of an irrelevant question. But the Packers definitely should not risk the long-term health of their franchise quarterback over an opportunity to sneak into the playoffs with a bad defense and a, a quarterback whose arm is not completely healed. You, you don't think his arm is healed? I mean, he made some throws that show his arms healed. I just think he's 80%. I I mean, he said it's not 100% healed. I think it's more rust than anything. Probably. Um, I also was, was very happy to see the, um, the Seahawks get handled after the crap that they pulled last week against the Jaguars. For them to get punched in the mouth at home by the Rams is very satisfying for yours truly. Okay. Let me ask you this then, Nick. Is the Seahawks dynasty dead? Uh, Pete just did a video saying it is. Really? I mean, maybe I'll do a lead. I was going to think about leading with that little. That's some clickbait. That's a that's a. Did you come up with that headline, Pete? Uh, usually, when I do videos, I come up with pretty good things to say, and I'm not looking for clickbait. I just say them. You're clickbait, Willie. What are you talking about? Did you see? By Click. the way, did you see one of our listeners said something the other yesterday? You you said something. They go look at clickbait. He called you clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I didn't see it. I, I, I've noticed, by the way, that there haven't been any, and I know because we looked to try and find some some fuel to use. There haven't been any real complimentary tweets recently. Yeah, there was one that, yeah, one the other day. The rich, rich, great interview with Richard Dice. No, but no, but Will can sell that though because it was it was Tony Romo. You see, with CBS, I, I, so really, I was commenting it. on CBS. In fact, you know who liked my tweet a few a little while ago? Tony Romo. Is Tony Romo on Twitter? Yeah, I think I think after the game he goes through and looks to see what people say because he likes a bunch of stuff. Like if you go and look at him, his likes are all like complimentary things that people say about him. I mean, I wasn't fishing for a like. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. But no, I wasn't. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, he was. I don't know that Will – I don't think – this is my take, and I'm sure Will will agree with me because Will's pretty honest. I don't think Will sent the tweet out hoping for a like no, by Tony happy. Romo. But now that he got it, he's, yeah. he's through oh, the mood yeah. oh, yeah. over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy, but I'm, he, I'm, I'm glad. I, look, I, I think – I thought it was a good – did you read the interview? Yeah, it was good. But 
I would. But you can't say you can't say anything nice online, right? Like that wouldn't be no. okay. I, I think he. I think it was a good interview. I think. I think Romo's an inter- interesting interview. I always thought he was. Uh, uh, speaking of nice things that people say, here's the latest review of our podcast. But they don't say Get anything nice. Get Pete Prisco off this show, he said in all caps. This is from Tucker Blankenship. Oh, Great on. stuff. Oh, he hates me. From, he hates me. Great he stuff aside from one me. guy. No, Great stuff otherwise, but on, Mr. Tucker. Delusional hate of Russell Wilson, troll to be a troll, contrarian to be contrarian, brings it down at times. The guy is largely incapable of a rational take through all of his trolling agendas is a number of, in a number of situations. I will say though, Pete, some of the, but like, I, I, how much credit, and I'm not saying like, in all seriousness, how much credit do I get for your, for your tweets this season on NFL Sundays? Nah. Some, Pete, more Pete. on Monday. Pete, More on Monday. Pete, we sit there and I'm like, whenever Russell Wilson throws a pick, I'm like, tweet generational. Do it. Do no, it. that Do one it. was me today. All me today. You weren't even paying attention. You were crying about Antonio Brown going down. Um, that guy hates me, by the way. By the way, did you notice, by you the way? You know what, that- Tucker? Hey, Tucker. I'm glad I got underneath your skin, buddy. I made my week. Tucker is irritated by me. Keep listening to Tucker. I got more takes on Russell Wilson for you, buddy. By the way, did you notice, by the way, that when CBS PR reaches out to Will, Will doesn't tell anybody. He just does the interview himself. Did you I, notice that, Pete? No. Th- Eric actually mentioned it to me about Bill Cowher the other day. Wow, Eric. Oh, Eric, it would have oh, been, well, well, been nice. What, Eric, I, I, I didn't uh, get the, to hear about the Bill Cowher interview, Eric. Uh, no. Why not? Uh, CBS PR specifically requested that after you um, – Got a little too friendly with Rich Gannon on the on the podcast that you Eric, not. Eric, what happened? <laughs> what Will kidding. said. No, they did not, did they? There's not a chance in hell that was. Said. Wait, there might we'll be some to, truth we'll to this. Bring up the email. Receipts. Rich, Rich got a little offended that you called him Richie to start, and so he he asked. There, they were worried you'd be like Billy. There, there is not a Billy chance C, in hell this what's is up, baby? What's How you the doing? Truth in that obviously didn't happen. No, the, actually, you know what? I went back and listened to the Rich Gannon interview. It was really good. You, there was some familiarity there, and he was like, why don't you guys have me on more often? Yes, Rich, I worked with Rich every day for like four Rich years. Is, Rich yes. is a great dude, man. Yeah, Rich is awesome. No, I think I think Rich is great. I, I did an interview with him last year for this for this podcast. By the way, Cower, Cower is like, Eric, he was like, he called, he's like, are you in uh, Are you in North Carolina? And I was like, yeah, I'm actually, because he, he, he has a place in Raleigh because he you know, went to state and his nah, kids went to state. Hear, you hear the glee in Brinson's voice. No, but I think it was, I think it was probably awkward. I was like, yeah, you got a house here, right? And he was like, uh, yeah. Like, why do you, how do you know where my house is? Well, I mean, everyone, like, everyone knows the Cowher lives in the Carolinas, right? He's been rumored to take over the Panthers for 50 years. Yeah, maybe you can buy the Panthers. How about it, coach? Um, so what do you make? So do you, do you really think the Seahawks dynasty is dead? And do you think that? The Rams established like do you think I mean that was a it's not just the Rams a, it's the Niners too I mean, they laid it on them here, here here's what's here's what's happening to Seattle right now they're gonna have to remake that team in Russell Wilson's image your God I, I'm I'm being dead serious on this they've been a defensive team that wants to run the ball and have the quarterback as the complimentary piece now it's time to build that thing around Russell Wilson throwing the ball. And maybe putting more assets into the offensive side of the ball and building the thing around him. They are a much better team when he plays fast and up tempo and they allow him to throw the football. It's time they protected him. It's time they get him a decent running back that can actually line up behind the center and run the football and become a feature back. And it also is time that when you look at some of those guys on the defensive side of the ball, age is creeping in. Michael Bennett, the last three weeks has been a, at least I didn't, I haven't studied this game, but the two weeks before that, Michael Bennett didn't do a lot. Against Jacksonville, he was a no-show, which is why he dove at the center's legs. He was irritated with everything. They need to get better players. And, yes, the window's closing. Richard Sherman, hurt. Cam Chancellor, hurt. I mean, these guys are at the end of their careers. Cliff Averill, talk about retirement. Uh, you know, K.J. Wright, mainstay, didn't play today. So, yeah, and you got to replace those guys. Have they replaced Richard Sherman? No. Have they replaced the, the Cam Chancellor? No. I mean, if you can't replace K.J. Wright, he's a unique player. So they have major problems. It's time they rebuild it on the offensive side of the ball. Realize what you have. Russell Wilson plays much better fast. You're not going to play power football anymore. It's a different Seattle team. So, yes, the dynasty as we know it is dead. It's now on to the next part of it and try and rebuild it around Russell Wilson. I th- and I think it is dead as it's currently constituted. Yeah, I mean, they've, you know, those guys are in their late 20s or early 30s and – the, the problem is, by the way, Russell's, Russell's out of the MVP race now, right? Dead. Done. Dead. Okay. It's Brady. But who is right? it now, though? Brady? Brady. Brown's out. If Brown doesn't play the rest of the regular season, he's out. Wentz is out. 
Wentz is out. Maybe this Rivers thing still still. Alive. What about yeah. Gurley? I mean, what about Sean McVay? Gurley's been awesome. What about Gurley? Isn't Gurley in the? Shouldn't Gurley be in the conversation? He I think should so. be. It feels. It doesn't. It feel weird to not say anything about Gurley for like five weeks and then. He has one huge game in week 15. No, but look at his right numbers. What has he got? 18, 1900 yards? I mean, he's, been, he's been unbelievable this season. Yeah. I mean, he's winning. He won fantasy leagues today. Bra- Brady's going to be the MVP. Is Keenum in the conversation? No. Not at all? I don't think so. Not to that level. Is he in your, I mean, who would be your top three right now? I, I'd have a real problem getting to two. I'll be honest with you. After Brady? Brady I thought and Roethlisberger might have been the edging into Steelers it. Steelers had won. Yeah. I mean, but if the Steelers win, then Ben's, then the, then the, if the Steelers win, the, then the Patriots are probably going to be are, the third team in the AFC. And at that point, Brady's out. I mean, if Brady finishes, if the, if the, if the Patriots finishes the third team in the AFC, Brady's not winning the MVP. Will, you're in front of your computer. What, how many touchdown passes does Roethlisberger have now? He has, third, well, he has right? one that he didn't get today. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, he, has he's second in passing yards, crossed over four thousand in that game, four thousand twenty-five, behind he's only 24. Brady. Yeah. Um, and he has twenty-four touchdown passes and thirteen interceptions. What about Drew Brees? Mm. Brees is having like Brees is having the problem. Brees is facing the same problem that Brady faces. Like Brees is having a really good year, but it's not, not a by his season. No, but Brady's having a better year than Brees is. Yeah. Yeah. Brady's the MVP. Yeah. Yeah, done. I I mean I would probably vote for Jimmy Garoppolo, but that's just me. But what does girl does a girl have eighteen yards from scrimmage? I mean that's a lot. It's a total yeah eighteen hundred total yards. Brees is completing seventy seventy two percent. Brees is having a phenomenal year. He's not driving the ball down the field as much as he used to though. He's running the ball more. I mean just sort of take it off his plate. Um, yeah, I, I think it's got to be Brady. I mean, look, you have to assume the Patriots are going to beat the Bills and beat the do they have the Dolphins or do they have the Jets? Does Russell completely drop out of like the top five? They don't now? make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. If you if you can't if you get a if you can't score more than seven points at home right. in a de facto division title game, right. then yeah, you're not you're not the you're not the most valuable player. No. I was really surprised by how I mean I I like the yeah, I picked the Rams as a super contest pick. I like the Rams a lot. I thought they were going to win the game, but I was surprised just by how dominant they were. Even look, Seattle's banged up. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have a running game. The defense is, is missing everybody. But I mean, that was still a, a stunning outcome. Oh, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, they went in and muttered. Um, what else do we need to talk about? I think that's it. I was that's just it. looking. I was just looking at stuff. Wrap it up. Okay. Well, look, uh, playoff games hey, are coming one up. One more thing before you're we going get out of here. To go Tucker to football games. Tucker, I got you, dude. You said that already. I know. But I got one more thing. Tucker, I got you, dude. All right, let's hey, get Tucker, out of here. Pete would love to take you to a playoff football game, and you know what you guys and it can won't do? Be in Seattle. You go, yeah. It, not, it won't be in Seattle, but it will be, you know, sitting in the stands, and you're going to need to buy tickets. And buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, but it's never been easier. Thanks to SeatGeek, and you can get twenty bucks back off your first SeatGeek purchase by going and downloading the app in the App Store. Entering promo code PICK6, all one word, get 20 bucks off. SeatGeek is the number one choice of anyone who is buying sporting tickets. Maybe, or maybe, maybe you go to see like Chris Rock in concert. Um, you know, maybe you want to go see one last Panthers game before Jerry Richardson sells the team. Uh, but before Diddy buys the team, he said on Twitter he wants to buy the team. Wouldn't that be cool, huh? Um, you download the app, you fire it up. And you can pick your, you pick your game, you pick your concert, whatever it is, and you can zoom in and you can select the seats. And SeatGeek's proprietary technology, it saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And it grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can shop on, shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Maybe you got a loved one. Wants to go to a bowl game, get him some tickets for Christmas. You can do that right now. Got plenty of time before the holidays. Make Seat your Seat Geek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And best of all, again, twenty bucks off your first Seat Geek purchase. Download the app. Enter promo code Pick Six. That's promo code Pick Six for twenty bucks off your first Seat Geek purchase. All right, so subscribe on iTunes. 
follow Nick on Twitter at the Costas. He has, I mean, you know, look, if you want great Twitter content, like Star Wars reviews, <laughs> check out Nick on Twitter. And Pete, if you want to hear about Blake Bortles a bunch, go to at Prisco CBS. As, a, as um, opposed to Will Brinson, who sits in front of his television with a phone all day, and that's how he makes his living. Twits, he tweets all day. It's all he does. He's a Twitter, he's the Twitter man. By the way, you still never, ever, ever, ever sent me the information I needed on how to make a, 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 a Are you holding out on Pete? He like, is. How to make a I, no, you know what? I, you know what? I, I was going to have to create like a document to break down how to make a GIF for you. And I realized that then it would involve like a 45 minute phone call with me, like walking you through that it. That was like, like three months ago, was it not? Yeah. Just have, have Pete Blackburn do it for you. Yeah. You were supposed to do it for me. It's not, how do you do it? How long does it take you to do it? Cause you sent um, 95 of them a day on Twitter. So it must not take mm, you that long. That's not what I do. Nick. Uh, Will, it, it is what you do. And you did kind of say it on Thursday that that is what you do. Did you not send a, let me see, let me ask you this. Did you send a, a gif of, um, Boise State's play the other day? Where I, I, I'm just recording off my, I like going up to my TV and recording it with my phone. Yeah. I, I, got, I, I did tell you that, Pete, that that's what he, that that's you, what he I thought, thoughts. I thought he was just making them. I didn't know he was. That thing got 28,803 retweets and 22,000 likes. Oh my God. Will, Will Brenson, King Twitter, the King first. Twitter. Will, King it, Twitter. It, what would happen if Twitter disappeared? I'd be a better husband, father, friend, um, citizen, and probably worker. I like that. That probably came before the the one, the one thing that matters the most as far as this is all concerned. <laughs> well, the- I mean, Twitter is part of the job. I mean, I, I I can tell you, I'd be a better family member and friend and, and citizen without Twitter. You're already a good citizen. My You're friend. a good citizen, and, oh, a good, and and a good father, and a good father. Oh, that's great, guys. And a good friend. And, and based on the way you talk about your wife and how lovingly you talk about her, I would say you're a good husband. Too. And a good friend. So you're all. What are you guys setting me up for? Nothing. Nothing. Being honest. Nothing. You're a good dude. Just say Wellington Mara one time before yeah. we go. <laughs> all right. I can't wait to talk to Mara of you guys later. See ya. That was terrible. All right. Uh, now let's talk to Jason Lockenfora. I'll talk to you guys later. Lockenfora. All right. Now we bring on the man, the myth, the legend. Jason Lockenfora, what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, not bad. Enjoying a day of football in full disclosure, as we always do with this podcast. We're recording this a little bit earlier in the day, so we don't know the outcome. You know, we talked about Steelers, Pats with Pete and Nick. Um, let's talk about some quarterbacks, because if you watch the early games, you saw some situations, and you wrote a story about this for CBSSports.com, where... Teams need to change quarterbacks. Who is the biggest culprit in terms of needing to go out and test somebody else out? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of teams I think that that need to do it and and don't have an excuse not to do it. But I mean, I'll start with the Bengals. I know I've been piling on them lately, but that, that, they were beyond a debacle today. Uh, they they finally got across the 50 yard line with 90 seconds left in the third quarter by which point they were already losing like 27 to nothing. Um, they'd clearly quit. I mean, they quit at about halftime of that, that game against the Steelers two weeks ago. Unfortunately for them, they had a 17-point 17, 17 lead at the time, so maybe that's not the time you want to quit. But they had rolled over and died, and I don't know why you don't look at McCarron. If, if you do win that grievance case and he's a restricted free agent, you have a chance to pump his trade value up and or just make a more educated decision on him yourself. You're doing nothing with Dalton. You've reached the point of the Dalton's contract where you can get out from him with no problem if, if you think McCarron's ready to go. And now McCarron and Bridgewater both did play in garbage time in that game. Um, and Case Keenum was splendid again, by the way. Love me some Case Keenum. But I just don't understand what you think you're gaining by starting Andy Dalton. I don't know what the New York Giants think they're gaining by starting Eli Manning when they're in contention for the first overall pick. And they – Ended his streak three weeks ago because uh, ostensibly they wanted to look at their other quarterbacks. Um, I don't know that Geno Smith was who anybody had in mind there. You know, Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers was right. He wasn't coming back on a white horse to salvage anybody's season. Um, he was a little off. He got beat up, took some blows to the shoulder, uh, threw three picks, was underthrowing guys, not quite crisp and sharp. And now with basically nothing to play for, I would go back to Hundley. Why risk having him? Go into the off season with a you know re-injured clavicle. Uh, Miami, yeah, I, Jake. Well, Cutler. I was going to say. Well, I, mean, I was going to say Green Bay. The, the interesting thing about that was you saw Rodgers take a bunch of shots on that shoulder, and he looked like he was fine, at least in terms of pain management and not and not hurting. 
But, I mean, he clearly wasn't the same accurate guy that no. we thought we would get. I mean, he was off, and it showed, and it's probably why the Packers lost that game. Yeah, and I just don't know, again, with them basically being done now, why you let him play. You're about to make him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL again, at least you should. That extension should get done this offseason. You know, you you got to do the right thing and be smart about 2018. Um, you know, Jay Cutler. I'm sure Prisco still can't get enough, but I, I've seen enough. You know, I've, I've seen more than enough. David Fales is the third third year guy on that roster. Um, you know, Cutler was retired once; he'll be retired again. Tannehill's owed 17.5 million next year if they want to keep him around, or they could cut him and save you know 15 million against the cap. It's 18 million in real dollars, um, and just take a 4.6 dead cap and move on. I I, I don't know. So I I get a look at Fales. You you're out of the playoffs now. You have nothing to gain. And you've won too many games to get a quarterback just falling in your lap in the first round. You know, the Jets, yeah. I thought Petty was okay today. He's not the reason that they necessarily lost. Um, but they seem petrified to let Hackenberg throw a pass in a professional football game. But that's another one where you're playing for a draft pick. I mean, look, everyone complains because there's no snaps for anybody anymore, right? Training camps, there's no two-a-days. There's not enough padded practices and real practices in the regular season. And there is no spring developmental league. So, like, use these last two weeks, if you're smart, to evaluate people because it's one of the only few chances you get to see them in a game-like setting. Yeah, and, I mean, I think the Bengals, too, I know Marvin Lewis has denied the report on Sunday morning that he's leaving the team. Um, we've been talking about it on the podcast well, the for months. When they he's don't gone. want you back, it doesn't, it doesn't really, they don't want you back. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, really right. matter what you want. Like, when they don't give you an extension at the beginning of the year and they let you coach out a lame duck situation and you win four games and you're completely undisciplined and the team has quit, like you, it doesn't matter what you say, like there's going to be a coaching search. So, you know, whether you want to quote unquote sign off on it or whatever, I don't know the origins of that report. I mean, all I know is nothing's really changed there, which is he came into the year coaching for his job. He hasn't saved it. And they want to look and go at, uh, you know, at other options. So, uh, you know, whether he stays in the organization in some capacity all that remains to be seen. But I don't know anybody in the league who thought he was going to be coaching the Cincinnati Bengals in 2018, Marvin Lewis included. Right. It's like Homer Simpson walking into Mr. Burns' office and, or like being like, I'm resigning my position. It's like, no, you're getting fired. Like, what, what are you talking about? You can't resign. And, and it was, it is, it's just a technicality, right? I mean, it's like, you, like, or you go like, you're not invited back to school. You remember that, that, like that phrase? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, Marvin Lewis is going to be not like, they were not, they're going to decline to renew his contract. Um, but you're right. The reality is, is that there was no chance he was coming back and the, the Bengals are moving on. I think what's interesting about the timing of it though is the, the rift that maybe it, 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 maybe, maybe there's more of a rift between Marvin and the Bengals than, than originally thought. Like it's not going to be some sort of situation where he just slides into the front office. Maybe, maybe he can go be, uh, Herm Edwards offensive coordinator at, at Arizona State. What about I, – I, I, there's, there's, I've been reporting on this for a few weeks now. There, there's going to be a lot of heads that roll at the league office, um, many, oh. many prominent names, many people who make a lot of money. What about Marvin Lewis's head of football operations if Troy Vincent's gone? Because Troy, not real popular among teams and with a lot of people right now. I mean, that would be an interesting one for me all the time. Marvin Lewis has spent on the competition committee, how well he's thought of. If he doesn't want to coach anymore, you know, that's a kind of football-centric position. Um, still fairly high profile that might make sense for him as well. I don't see anybody else hiring him as a GM. And if he doesn't stay in, in, in Cincinnati as some sort of executive role, I don't know that that opportunity is there for him anywhere else. So, Is somebody, um, is somebody hiring know, him to be of, a head coach? I I mean, look, there's going to be eight to ten openings and there aren't eight to ten candidates. So, I, I mean, it's possible. It wouldn't strike me initially as, as all that likely, but it's, you know, it's possible. I'm not sure where, you know, I'd have to really sit down and start thinking about it. Um, but of the guys who are going to get fired this year, really the only one who I think, or, or I shouldn't say fired, of guys who likely are not going to be back where they are now, the only one I think immediately is hot and can kind of go to the head of the class and call some of his own shots would be Bill O'Brien. The rest of them, Vance Joseph, Pagano, you know, John Fox, they're, they're either, you know, Bruce Arians, if he retires, they're either getting into the media or flat out retiring or, you know, taking a year off or, you know, like in the case of someone like a Vance Joseph, you know, he'd be a hot coordinator. But I don't know that any of those guys who are going to be let go 
are are you know getting head coaching looks elsewhere. Right, and I mean like it's not like the I mean like the like the Bears already. You see what the Bears did? They they go out and get John Fox. I mean that's basically them. I mean that's basically who, like if you want to hire Marvin Lewis, I mean that's that's what they just did. And how did it work out for him? Like you, you right, know, going right, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, and I mean, what, what offensive coordinator would he be paired up with? And you know, you'd be a little worried about that side of the ball. Some of the discipline issues there. I, I'm just not sure how how that would how that would play out. Um, how I, I meant to ask you how how do you how did you take Saturday night? I don't know if we <laughs> talked about it. I think we did. You know, the Chargers. It's like Lucy with the ball. They get you to believe, and then they just pee down their leg. You know, they get back on solid ground where they can control their own destiny, and then they just piss it away. I took it. I took it. I took it. I handled it very, 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 very poorly. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I went. Um, we have a like people who are NC State fans are typically Chargers fans because of Rivers, you know. And so, yeah, uh, a, couple, a couple of my good friends were in town. We all went over to a buddy's house, watched the game, had some nice bourbon, and uh, it went it went poorly. We were all we were all rooting for the Chargers, and it didn't it didn't work out. They could still you got, the Titans. You got, you got September, Philip. You know what I mean? You got Philip from the first four weeks when he was turning it over all over the place. You could tell early on he was like way too jumpy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was like sort of like like being like just way too animated at the line of scrimmage. Too amped up, yeah. Yeah, too amped up for it. And then like, look, if you're not, I mean, if you're gonna make the mistakes that they made, like you gotta cover, like you gotta cover up that fumbled punt. And I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's six points if you recover it there, and instead the the Chiefs take it um, ninety five yards and, and go score a touchdown on their own, Bl- you know, blown coverage on Tyreek Hill, uh, some of the bad picks from Rivers. Yeah, I mean, look, it was brutal. Um, they still got a chance to make the playoffs, so that's exciting. But they got to go to New York, coming off that loss, and play the Jets, which is not a freebie. And then the Raiders on—it's basically going to be—it's obvious it's going to be like the Raiders to get to 500 and cover the over/under on their their season win total, and they'll lose on Christmas Eve, which should be just delightful. Um, uh, oh yeah, but with the Marvin Lewis stuff, how does it? How is that going to impact the McCarrens like angle of it? Do you think like will he play McCarran or you know what I mean? Does does that matter? I mean, I think that's one where, you know, they don't have a traditional GM, you know, but the owner is obviously very involved. And Mike Brown um, has been involved in their personnel decisions forever. And Duke Tobin runs their personnel department. I mean, if, if Mike Brown could tell Marvin, you know what I mean? Like, look, they don't want to fire. They don't want to fire anybody in season. And that's not really what they do. And Marvin's had a nice, you know, very, very nice um, tenure there. But, like, yeah, I would want to see, you know what I mean? If I own that team. It'd be like, okay, let me see. I want to see this kid at least for two weeks and see what he can do. We have somebody offer us two, what was it, a second or a third or whatever the hell it was for him. Yeah. We don't know what his status is going to be. You know, we can get out from Dalton. He's a rolling year-to-year guy who we could probably trade. I mean, year-to-year in terms of, you know, just no no real guarantees, just a, a sort of a rolling contract. It's almost a series of team options from year-to-year. Um, he'd be a tradable commodity. We're, we're going to be in a position where if, the, if they lose their next two, they – who knows? There might be a quarterback sitting there in the draft they like. I don't know what – you know what I mean? Why would you not look at McCarron at this point? I, I don't know the counter argument, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't either, unless you just respect Andy Dalton too much to do it, and that makes no sense because you are out of the playoffs, you are eliminated, your team has quit, you need to try something it else. And ended Eli Manning's streak for four quarters of Geno yeah. Smith. I mean, what yeah. is Andy Dalton going to do? Is he going to sit in his locker and cry? I mean, what, what is he what I mean? <laughs> Well, I mean, come on. It's the NFL. It's big boy football. I, I mean, you know. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. It's insane. I mean, like, go check it out. I mean, like, I I can understand a, a situation in Miami where it's like, look, we're not playing David Fales. We're playing Jay Cutler 10 million a year. Fales can't do what we need him to do, so he's just it's just not going to happen. Like, I, I get that, but I don't get the, the – the McCarran thing because he he's somebody who was coveted in a trade. You have two weeks now to pump up his trade value, worst case scenario, and it just it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever uh, not to play him out. Anybody else that um that 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 well would the stick? other the, the the other the other one that while I was writing that column, you know, it just came to me that the one team that did all this way too soon was the Buffalo Bills, and despite that, they're still alive. I mean, yeah, they're eight and you six know, the they're still very much alive. Tyrod threw a bunch of dimes, some great little touch passes, passes, 
Would you like that pass assist? Pass assist. I'm 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 educated. Is that is that like um, what Bryce Petty did when he uh, threw he he had a pass batted, caught it himself, then tried to repass it? He threw exactly. pass assist. He threw pass assist. Um. Anywho, <laughs> he had some great touch passes. Uh, I thought he he played a really nice game. They built up a pretty decent little lead there, and despite him being benched the three four weeks ago, whatever it was. Uh, they're right there. Now, they play New England next week, which is going to be tough. But then they get Miami again, who they handled today. I mean, a nine-win Bills team could still get in, especially if Tennessee totally collapses. And uh, for for uh, Metal Blade records-related reasons, I'm certainly hoping that they, that they do today, <laughs> just so my pick is right. But, you know, Tennessee, they've got a tough schedule. They could be 8-8. Eight eight. Um, so, you know, a nine-win Buffalo team might still have – what it takes to get in, even if they do lose to New England next week, as most would expect. So um, they've continued to play hard. And, you know, that that's a pretty good sign for Sean McDermott. When you make a move as ballsy as that, as early in his coaching career as he did as a rookie head coach, and the team responds, you know, not by rolling on you or whatever, but by rallying, um, that's, that's, you know, you do a lot worse than that. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and look, like we said, Buffalo right now would be the number six seed um, in the AFC ahead of, ahead of Baltimore, I think because of a tiebreaker, the team that Buffalo would need to worry about would be the Chargers, actually. Um, if they got to, if they both got to nine and seven, then, and there was no, Baltimore had 10 wins, which is very possible given their schedule, then the Chargers would win that tiebreaker. Um, so that's why Buffalo actually wants the Titans to win, to win, I think, because that would help Buffalo get in, but that's, that's another, that's another story for another day. Um, Anything else? Well, wait, but what if if Buffalo, if Buffalo, Baltimore, and the Chargers all had nine wins, the Chargers would be Buffalo. Out. Buff, but yeah, Buffalo would still go. Yes, but if the but if the they beat the Chargers head to head, now Buffalo with the common opponents with Baltimore could be tricky. Baltimore still plays Indianapolis and Cincinnati. If Baltimore beats those two common opponents, then Baltimore would have them in a common opponent tiebreaker, but. Yeah, I guess we have to see how that plays out. Um, I think the way that it works is if so. Let's assume Buffalo is going to lose to New England, right? I mean, that's that's fair, right? Um, and so then Buffalo beats Miami. Um, let's say that Baltimore beats the Bengals in Week 17, and Baltimore beats the Colts in Week 16. Colts Saturday, yeah. Both of those feel fair. Um, oh no, sorry. We're, we're say, let's say they lose to the Colts somehow, just as a just as a way to, you know, get them. I think Baltimore's going to get to 10 wins. Um, Baltimore would be, if, if they're, if the, if, if the Ravens are nine and seven, the Bills are nine and seven and the Chargers are nine and seven, Buffalo would get that tiebreaker. But if the Ravens are. But you could have Buffalo and Baltimore as the two wild cards. Um. Yes, that is correct. So, if, like, if Tennessee right. loses I mean, that's out, what I'm, that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking at. You could have those two. Both. You can have a ten-win Baltimore team as the first wild card, and yes. if Buffalo is at nine and seven. No, 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 no. See, if if tied Tennessee with, lo- tied with the Chargers, Buffalo uh, would go. No, because the Chargers beat them head to head in the Nathan Peterman game. Oh, that was the. Oh, oh, oh I'm thinking Buffalo yeah. won that game. That was the Peterman game. My yeah, bad. My, yeah, I don't yeah. know what so, that was. So Buffalo, I'm having a brain fart there. Yeah, yeah. In a weird, I'm so here's, thinking, I'm still I'm still trying to say the word passes. Yeah, no, 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 look, it's, gotcha. it's complex right. Stuff. Buffalo, that's the game Buffalo got crushed in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buffalo yeah, and Baltimore. Yeah. If right. there's Chargers a three, got them head to head. Yeah, if there's a three way tie between Buffalo, Baltimore, and the Chargers, then Buffalo and Baltimore will go. If it's a head to head, the Chargers would right. Go. The Chargers got them head to head. And then in a situation where it's a Four-way tie between the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills, and the Chargers. Buffalo and Tennessee would go. I mean, that's the worst-case scenario, I think. We want Look at you. We want, You're like Mr. Playoff. I'm doing. You got, you got all that. You got all that memorized. I'm, I'm using the playoff machine right now. <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish. I wish I had that all memorized. Um, I but like, like damn, if, Will knows his stuff. No, no, no. I, I did. I had already done all the Chargers scenarios, so I knew that. I was actually. This is. I was sitting. Um, 
I was like sitting at home last Monday and I spent like four hours doing charger scenarios and my wife came up. She's like, what have you been doing? I was about to tell her nothing. I was like, oh, I've been working really hard for four hours because I realized that it really was work. Well, did you at least though. write about it at the end? Was there at least a work product attached to it at the end? No, no, just, just, just me doing, just me doing, no. doing playoff scenarios. Um, yeah. So like, like Buffalo is in good shape. The only problem is they have the Patriots left on their schedule and the Patriots, right. regardless of what happened, in pitch in, in the Pittsburgh game will be playing aggressively right. to maintain their, their spot. In their seat. For, yeah. Right. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to thrash the bills in, in New England. So, yeah. um, so Buffalo, Buffalo needs some help there and it involves, it involves Baltimore. They need Tennessee to win or Baltimore to not lose. No, because you know what? Now you, if, now you're, now you've told, now you now you totally lost me. No, if it's a three-way tiebreaker with Tennessee, Buffalo, and Los Angeles, Tennessee gets in and Buffalo okay. would be out. Interesting. Or a head-to-head tiebreaker. Yep, because Tennessee's got them in conference games, I believe. So Tennessee would be in over Buffalo in a head-to-head. So the Chargers and the Bills both want the Titans to lose out is what this boils down to. So that's gotcha. Um, and that's been our playoff breakdown presented Yeah, that's by, our playoff minute. Yeah, yeah, that's our playoff minute. All right. Do we have um, a sponsor? Somebody should sponsor that. We should get it sponsored by uh, Applebee's or something. I don't know okay. why Applebee's. Fine with me. They're doing the one. You know, they're doing the one dollar Long Applebee's. Island. One dollar Long Unless Island Applebee's. Has Applebee's sponsored us in the past? If they no. have, I won't say anything bad about Applebee's. No, 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 no. no. I don't. I think they sponsored something on the site before, so maybe I would. Your... I would go Chili's before I'd go Applebee's. I am a fan of Chili's. Maybe we get sponsored Eight by Cheez-Its. Eight days of the week. Can we get sponsored by Cheez-Its? I love Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its? There's, yeah. Dude, we go through so many Cheez-Its in my house. Nobody has – there's, like, no lunch made in my house for three kids that doesn't include a little baggie of Cheez-Its most of the time. Oh, yeah. Have you had the hot spice It's not Cheez-Its and goldfish, but one or the other is, like, mandatory. I don't if think you, you could make one. I think, like, our house would, like, spontaneously combust if somebody made a lunch that didn't have Cheez-Its or goldfish <laughs> in a baggie. If you had to pick one, either Cheez-Its or goldfish for the rest of your life. Cheez-Its. Cheez-its. Yeah, me too. Jesus. I right? think Jesus have more flavor. Even the flavor blast goldfish. I think I get sick of goldfish faster than Jesus. Yes, I think in yes, general. that is correct. The Jesus. Although I'm often like, not sober when I'm when I'm having either <laughs> one because it's like the only thing left in the house. But right. yeah, I was starving earlier. I Hold walked upstairs and grabbed some hot. Don't tell Prisco. Cheez-Its. Don't don't tell that narc. That what did you did you eat Jesus well after a couple cocktails? And yeah, and I'm eating drunken Jesus. Yeah, we won't mention it too. All right, tell on me. Let's get out of here. Good? I think we probably, I think we've done all we can do on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We covered Cheez-Its. We did a playoff breakdown and we ripped, uh, David Fails. That's, that's, that's all you Applebee's. We kind of ripped Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at Jason Lockerfora, at Will Brinson for Pete Frisco and Nick Costas. Thanks for listening. This is the Pick Six podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and we will talk to you guys in the middle of the week.